When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, the final preseason edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'll be joined by uh, Paul Hoynes, who's in Texas getting ready for uh, a trip up to Minneapolis. Your right calf is, is healthy enough for you to be on the opening day roster. That's right. Course, I could, right? Yeah. Maybe they could use it, use it as a transplant for Kipnis or Lindor. Well, oh, I don't think they'd want my calf in those bodies. Yeah, I, I was going to say, uh, it might not work out the way we you would hope. Yeah. Uh, Hey, you know, uh, right now is a good time. The Indians have wrapped up Cactus League play. It's it's a good time to sort of take a step back and look at predictions for the upcoming season and what we think the Indians are going to do and what we think the other teams in the league are going to do and uh, and have a little fun with some of these uh, over-unders that we, we put out there uh, for the fans to take a poll uh, in another post. But here on the podcast, uh, we're just going to go through these uh, as as, you know, we see fit for the upcoming season for uh, the league, uh, the the divisions in the league, and you know some of the awards names of guys out there that we think are going to uh, come up with these awards. Uh, let's start with let's start in the American League, uh, East Division champion. Uh, I'm I'm going with Boston. I'm 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 sure uh, you know uh, what, what's your pick there in the in the East. Yeah, I'm going with the Red Sox too, uh, Joe. I really like them. I still think they need a closer. That scares me a little bit. Uh, I, I don't like uh, when a team goes into a, into a season, you know, basically closer by committee. That's a little that's a little frightening to me with a great club like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going with the Red Sox. Yeah, their their best closer is still on the uh, the open market. Of the last I heard, right? It's, right. Uh, yeah, bring Kimbrel back. Kimbrel's Let's go. Uh, Central Division. Uh, I'm going with Cleveland. Uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty well documented. A lot of folks uh, think the Indians will uh, run away with the Central again just based on the pitching. Uh, it's not a sure thing like it was the last couple of seasons, but uh, I, I think they, they have a very strong chance there. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Tribe, too. I, like you said, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, but uh, I do think they'll win it. But, uh, you know, I, their, their offense kind of scares me. Uh, we've seen the bullpen pitch very, very well in, in spring, uh, but I want to see that. I want to see how it breaks down. Who gets what roles? We know Hand is going to close, but we don't know anything else really. And you know, so you know, and and off. And I worry about the offense. I'm 
I'm definitely concerned about the offense. Hey, if Carlos Santana continues to hit the way that he did in this spring, I, I think uh, that's a that, that's a big step forward, a big positive for this team. He hitting 425 hits in the in the spring. I think it's crazy. Yeah, he had a great spring, uh, and he's going. And he, you know, he just so happens to go be going to uh, you know open the season in Target Field, where he always hits well. So hopefully, he carries this into uh, the regular season because he really looks you know, locked in. I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, kind of, uh, you know, he hasn't never, you know, I remember Manny Actis said, this is a guy that's going to hit 330 home runs and 100 RBIs. And he's never really hit for average. You know, wow. he's done, he's come close to those other things. But, uh, you know, he hit 229 last year, Joe. But, you know, he walks so much and and he's he's got that strong on-base percentage. It kind of, you know, negates that. But, this is a guy that maybe, you know, he gets, you know, he starts getting the hits now, too. Yeah, did, did Manny Act ever pr- predict 110 walks for Carlos Santana? Yeah, I think no. that, that <laughs> no. if then, you know, then he was, was on to something. Uh, out West, uh, I'm, obviously, I'm going with Houston. Uh, they, they lost uh, a, a lot of pitching, and yet they're still probably going to have one of the better staffs uh, in the American League. Uh, Lance McCullers has, uh, to, I believe, Tommy John surgery. And uh, they lost Alice Keuchel in free agency. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you think out west? Yeah, I, I'm going with Houston too. I really like them. Uh, I think Brantley is a perfect fit for that club offensively. Uh, you know, Bregman, Altuve, Correa should stay healthy. He's, you know, he has to have a healthy. You know, he's going to be healthy hopefully for the full season. You know, they lose uh, Marwin Gonzalez, and that's I think that's a big loss to them because he did a whole a lot of different things. Uh, for the uh, for the Astros, but I still think that's they're the class of that division. Uh, wild card teams in the American League. I had the Yankees and the Twins. Uh, I think the uh, the Twins loaded up on offense. They're going to score a lot of runs. Uh, Pitching is the big question for them, uh, particularly uh, the, you know half of that starting rotation and and the bullpen. But uh, I think uh, Minnesota is going to push the Indians into the final week of the season. And and the the division is is not going to be wrapped up until mid to late September. Yeah, I'm going with the Yankees and the Angels. Those are two wild cards. Uh, you know, I kind of yeah, you know, the Yankees obviously. You know, they could win on another hundred games this year and, and finish second in their division. Yeah, yeah, right. And I like you know, I think you know, it, I think uh, this is the year where uh, kind of not only does Trout, uh, Trout play great for the Angels, but that whole team kind of. Finally gets him into the postseason. All right. Uh, flip gears over to the National League. Uh, let's just do the uh, the division winners all at once. Uh, in the East, I have Philadelphia. In the Central, I have St. Louis. And in the West, uh, I'm not going to break with tradition. I'm going with the Dodgers again. Uh, th- those would be the, the, the three division winners that I, that I have. Uh, Philadelphia had a great offseason loaded up. Uh, St. Louis didn't do too shabby themselves in the offseason, uh, picking up. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt and then ex- extending him and you know I, betting against the Dodgers at this point to win the West is is kind of uh, foolish so uh, w- what do you see as the the division winners there in the uh, in the national yeah I'm going with the Phillies the Brewers and the Dodgers so sure. I, you know okay. I really like the I like the Brewers you know I think uh, they've got a great you know they, that's a really a good team I, I you know, maybe the Cubs are a little it looks like uh, the Cubs to me are you know, I, I don't know. It seems like there's some uh, a little tension in you know, behind closed doors there. We'll see what happens. Uh, it, you know, if the Cubs would just extend Joe Madden, I, I think that would be uh, 
that it solve all that tension right there. You get the, uh, the Zen master sort of into his groove. Uh, you know, it's the curse of Jordan Bastion. That's it. We, we send them Jordan Bastion, <laughs> the Cubs grow up. Well, actually, you're going to be surprised at the, uh, at, at the picks that I have coming up here. Uh, wild cards, I have Cubs and Colorado. Uh, what do you have for the wild card in the national? Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got the Cubs and the nationals in, nationals. in, in the wild card. Yeah. That's I think a lot. National is going to have a burr under the saddle because uh, they lose Harper. Everybody thinks they're done. I think they're going to be a pretty good club. Yeah, but, but they'll get to about the same place that they did with Harper, uh, without Harper. And that's uh, losing the divisional round once again. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I picked Colorado because I you know I think Colorado for as weird as it sounds, Colorado's starting pitching is is really solid. Uh, they've they've got two frontline starters in uh, Marquez and Freeland, uh, Freeland who are are you know as good as anybody uh, in in the National League in starting rotation. Yeah, uh, Freeland is a good player. He I mean he's a good pitcher. Uh, American League champ. Uh, I have Boston. And National League champ, I, I have the Cubs coming out of the uh, the wild card wow. and uh, and putting it together and and in in, uh, in a short series. So those are my two picks. That could certainly that could certainly happen. I'm going with the Astros and the Dodgers. Oh, okay. Uh, world Series winner. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm it, it's yeah, I've already turned my pick in, so this is what it is. Uh, I'm going with the Cubs as the World Series winner. I think they're going to put string string something together and uh, and and turn in another uh, performance. I also think that they're going to add some players uh, before the end of the year, uh, possibly even like somebody like a Craig Kimbrell and, and, you know, solidify their bullpen and, and, and have a, a, a nice run. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting pick. I'm going, I'm going with uh, the Dodgers finally win it. They get there the third time in a row. You should win it. If you get to get to the world series three times in a row or you, or you become the Minnesota Vikings. There you go. Uh, Indians record, uh, total wins. And, uh, I, I have them, uh, they were at 91 wins last year. Uh, we asked readers on cleveland.com, uh, over under of, uh, 90 and a half wins who picked what I think, uh, you know, the overwhelming majority says that I believe it was at like 63%, um, was, was choosing as the last, t- last time I checked was choosing the Indians to win more than 91 games. I think that's going to be uh, – if they can do that, they've done something really well this year. Um, I have them for 89 wins and 73 losses. Uh, so let, fewer wins than last year. I, I think the race in the Central is going to be a little tighter, uh, and, and I think uh, 89 wins will probably do it for them uh, to get the job done. Uh, Joe, great minds think alike because that's exactly what the record I picked them for, 89 and 73. Uh, I think they just lost too much offense. I think this team is going to struggle to score runs. And like we've said time and time again, you can't win two to one, three, four to three, three to two every night. You got to have to, you're going to have to score runs. And unless Hanley Ramirez is reborn uh, or unless they, you know, can solidify that middle of the lineup, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle all season. Yeah. We we talk about, you know, Carlos Gonzalez, we talked about him last week, but, uh, you know, he's he's at least a month away from from being able to have any sort of impact uh, on the lineup and on a day to day basis as well. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, you know, he's I guess he's he's played a couple games out in Arizona. Uh, you know, he you know, I was checking. I, I talked to uh, uh, Mike Chernoff, the, the GM, and, uh, you know, he said it's because he's on a minor league deal. 
you know, regular minor league deal, he can, you know, they can eventually send him to a triple a where, you know, he can get some at bats and then before, you know, I would imagine joining the Indians if, you know, if, if they deem that that's the route they want to take. Right. And, and I imagine it would be something like what they did with Josh Donaldson last year, how, yeah, uh, the off and Antonetti, they, they'll they'll talk this guy through any sort of moves, so that like sending him to AAA isn't isn't a a big deal. That they, they, they he'll know that he has to get the work in. I don't see like a, a veteran guy like Gonzalez could say no. I don't want to do that. But you know, if he's on the the minor league deal, they've, they they yeah, he's got to do it. I mean, yeah. he he wants to get up here too. He wants right. to. He's got to play some games. He's got to face better competition. Right. So yeah, I mean, you don't have to play great. You know what? I I don't I don't think I've ever seen a, a like a big league player. You know it. it in the in the AAA or on a minor league rehab, you know, tear the cover off the ball. All they do is go down there, get the work in, show they're healthy, and then uh, you know, then they the big league clubs makes a decision on them. Okay, uh, managers of the year. Uh, who uh, who do we think has the inside track right now on uh, the manager of the year award? You know, I'm going with uh, I'm going with uh, Rocco Baldelli from the Mets. I mean, the the Twins. Nice and. And uh, Dave Roberts from the uh, from the Dodgers. Uh, it, for the National League, I had uh, Bud Black, and uh, I have uh, Aaron Boone uh, for yeah. the Yankees. Uh, I, I think uh, you know, being in New York, I, I think he gets the sort of has the inside track on on voting awards for for things like that. Uh, rookie of the year. Um, there's there, there's a lot of a lot of names, a lot of candidates out there, uh, a lot of possibilities uh, for the American League. Uh, I'm going to start with the 43 million dollar man uh, who hasn't even played a, a major league game, uh, Aloy Jimenez from uh, um, the the White Sox. I think uh, we'll get a good look at him uh, on opening day, and he'll be up here and and, and playing the whole season. And in the National League, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is is going to start the season on the roster for um, the, the Padres. And I think uh, he comes through and, and, and gets the award there. Yeah. I'm going with the, the same guy. Elroy. El, Is that El, how, Eloy, how? Eloy. Eloy Jimenez. I'm going with him for the White Sox and Alex Vertigo from the Dodgers. Oh, Verdugo. There you go. Verdugo. The, the, uh, the name so coveted in the uh, Corey Kluber trade negotiations that, yes, uh, yes. that the, the Dodgers wouldn't part with him. Uh, brings us to Cy Young Award winners. Uh, who, who who do you have for the uh, the American League Cy Young? I'm going with Garrett Cole from Houston. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. You go with Garrett Cole. I'm going to go with Trevor Bauer. Okay, that makes sense. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna and and we can just duke it out just like the two of them would the the whole year. The, the competition <laughs> fierce. Uh, the two uh, former UCLA teammates uh, always enjoy uh, that. Um, who do you have in the National League? I've got uh, Aaron Nola from the Phillies. That is a great choice. That was my number two choice. That was uh, – uh, I'm going with Freeland from uh, from um, Colorado. But, uh, uh, you know, those are two two very solid choices. And finally, MVP for the uh, the American League. Who do you got? I've got uh, Alex Bregman oh, from the Houston. Oh, gosh <laughs> darn it. Okay, the two of us will both have Alex Bregman uh, okay. as the MVPs. So that's unanimous. And then where are you going with the national? I'm Aaron, Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. I really, I, I think he should have won it the last couple. I mean, he, I don't, I think he's under, 
a great underrated player. Almost. Yeah, um, I have Paul Goldschmidt from uh, St. Louis. I think it's the perfect setting uh, for him. Not not that he wasn't getting any exposure out in the desert, but uh, you know, there, there's something about being in that baseball town of St. Louis where uh, I think his his career is really going to take off now uh, in the National League. So those are those are the picks I have for uh, for MVP. Now, now you want to have some fun here. You want to do uh, do some of these over unders. Uh, yeah, I, definitely. I thought these were I thought these were were pretty good. Uh, they're they're just ones that sort of make you think and and you know make you wonder about the possibilities of what could happen in a season. Um, a, a lot of them sort of presuppose that the players are going to stay healthy and and play all the way through the year. And and knock on wood for the Indians, you know, a, a lot of those guys really did play the entire season with the exception of Bauer and, you know, Kluber missed a, 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 like one or two starts there, but everybody else played in pretty much every game. So uh, if the numbers bear out, uh, it, it, they could hit these or, or not. I, it, it's interesting. Let's uh, start at the top. Jose Ramirez home runs. Last year he hit 39, so we set the, uh, set the over under at 32 and a half. What do you have? I'm going under on that, on that one. I think, uh, I think he got in a, one of the reasons he went into that long slump at the end of the season was he, tr- he was trying to jack everything out of the park. Uh, I think he, he'll kind of kind of revamp his swing. I mean, I think he'll hit for power, but I don't think that's going to be the main goal for him. Yeah, I, I think a lot of Jose Ramirez's uh, power numbers, a lot of the doubles come from the, the hustle and, and, and the good base running that he has. Uh, he's as good as anybody at, at taking uh, an extra base on a on a ball that's close to the line or, a, you know, one that's marginal where he can force a, an outfielder make a good throw. Um, but as for the, the home run numbers, yeah, I think he's going to make that adjustment and, and cut down on his swing a little bit. I'll, I'll take the under as well. Uh, Trevor Bauer's strikeouts. Last year he finished with 221. Of course, he missed uh, a, a good chunk of time there in August uh, after the injury. Uh, I think for sure he would have um, – you know, gotten up around 250, maybe even more, uh, had had he made those starts that he missed. Uh, so I'm I set the uh, the over under for Trevor Bauer strikeouts at 247 and a half. Take the over or the under. Wow, that's a lot of strikeouts. Uh, but I and think you're right. He, I, he had like 30 some in, in spring training. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to take the the over on that one. I, I think I think the over is a is a a pretty good bet there um, uh, to take it. Uh, just looking at what he did in spring training this year, he was going at guys in the, his first three starts with uh, just fastball changeup and the changeup he was still working on, and he was able to get guys out. So uh, I think he's a strikeout machine at this point in his career, and you know I, I think two forty-seven and a half is is a, a good target goal uh, yeah. right there. He he even said he he said at the end of the year two fifty. And then he wants 300. At some point in his career, he wants to strike out 300 in a season. So, uh, you know, and he thinks he can do it right yeah, now. So. Yeah, right. Uh, he thinks he can do it on April 1st. That's, you know, that's the crazy thing. Uh, Corey Kluber wins. Last year, of course, uh, first Indian to win 20 games in a season since 2006. So I put Corey Kluber wins at 19 and a half. You got the over or the under? I'm going to take the under on that, Joe. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty, he's so consistent, you know. 18 to 20 wins. I don't think you can go wrong, but I'm just taking the under on that a little bit. I'll, well, I'll take the under on that. Yeah, for the last five seasons, he's got at least 18 wins. 
so, uh, you know, it's, it's a good bet that he's going to get at least 18. I just think that the, those last two, particularly, the, and the reason why, I think looking at the offense, you know, he's going to lose a, a bunch of close games this year. Well, not necessarily be the loser, but either get a yeah. no decision or the Indians are going to lose games where, you know, he holds the opposition to a run or two and they still win the game. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. So I think we both have him at under. Uh, Francisco, here, here we go. Francisco Lindor runs scored. Uh, 129 runs out of the leadoff spot. Tied Mookie Betts for the most in baseball last year. So I set the over-under at 124 and a half. And that, I think, is a... Uh, is pretty high. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to take the under on that, uh, and just you know simply because Lindor is starting the season on the uh, the injured list at least for the first three games. Um, what, what's your take on uh, Lindor runs scored 125 four and a half? Yeah, I've got to take the under on that. I mean, 129 runs. That's a lot of runs. I mean, and, and you know, look at the people that they've lost from the middle of the lineup. Uh, Incarnacion, Alonzo, Milky Cabrera, Brantley. You know, all those guys are gone. And uh, they, have, they have, I mean, they've replaced them, but they haven't replaced them with the same type hitters. So, right. you know, I think uh, unless, you know, Francisco really pushes the game and, and ups his stolen bases, I, I don't see him, top, you know, going under. Over a hundred, you know. So I've got to take the under on that. I think it was uh, nine times during the season last year he scored three runs in a game or more, and twice last year he scored four runs in a game. So I mean, that's those are ridiculous numbers just to just for that. But uh, you know, it's it's a new year, and I think uh, you're right. The 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 lineup behind him is is a lot different, and will have a lot of influence on how many runs he scores this year. Uh, Prior to that, uh, back to back seasons of 99 runs. So I mean, even with different lineups hitting behind him, he's, he's still able to score uh, from that leadoff spot. Uh, Carlos Santana walks. Uh, last year, he walked 110 times for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, some would say that that was too many walks for Carlos Santana, that he was too willing to, to walk, um, and, and they were looking at it as a negative. Uh, we mentioned his uh, on-base percentage. Uh, I have it at 105 and a half walks, so 105.5. Uh, what's your, what's your thought on Carlos Santana walks this year? Boy, that's, I'm, I'm taking the under, I think he's going to, I think he's going to swing the bat a little more this year. Yeah, I, I would, I would say that as well. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to need to swing the bat, even if he swings his way into outs. I think that's, that's going to be the case. Uh, last one for the individual players, uh, Greg Allen stolen bases, uh, last year in the big leagues, he had 21. I think he had something uh, combined with uh, his his time in uh, Columbus. I think he was at like 33 or 35, somewhere around in that range. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a pretty good year running the bases. Greg Allen, I have him at 22 and a half steals uh, this year. You take the over or the under? I'm taking the over on that. I think uh, I think he's going to see some – you know, right now he's a utility outfielder, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's – He's going to play, he doesn't have a starting job, but I think he's going to work his way into playing. I think he's going to be used a lot as a pinch runner. Uh, and I think uh, if he's up the full season, he's not bouncing back and forth. I think he steals over 22 bases, 21 bases easy. Uh, you know, uh, what do you think? Uh, how, the Indians last year had uh, four guys on the roster steal at least 20 bases. Uh, Roger Davis obviously is gone this year, but you replace him with, uh, Leonis Martin, who uh, you know can step in, 
joining uh, Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez, and Greg Allen. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we that the Indians can can put up that same number? Uh, no other team in baseball had more than two guys steal twenty bases in the season. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they can. I think you know Lindor and Ramirez definitely will run. Uh, I think Kipnis, you know, is another threat. They can. We'll see. You know, we'll see. I mean, I know he's kind of getting older and, and had some had some leg injuries this spring, but he can always he can always steal. You know, I haven't seen Martin, but he can, you know in the past he you know he you know a few years ago he was really a, th- a stolen base threat. So mm-hmm. we st- we'll have to see if that's still part of his game, but. I, I don't know if they're going to lead the big leagues in steals this year like they did last year, but I think they're still going to be an aggressive uh, a base running team. Yeah, first time in franchise history, 135 steals. All right, I got a couple more of these uh, these over unders that are that are kind of fun, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. Um, Indians All Stars last year they had six. Now of those six, uh, what three of them are gone? Brantley's no. gone. Uh, Brantley. Um, uh, Gomes, Gomes, Brantley, and Gomes are gone. So they've yeah. got, uh, so they've got four all stars left on the roster. I put the over under uh, at, I, I believe I have it at four and a half. So uh, that that presupposes that you know Lindor, uh, Ramirez, Bauer, and Kluber uh, all make it back uh, as as all stars this year, which is a strong possibility, but. I, uh, I'm going to take the the under on that. Um, just saying, I, I think uh, uh, fewer than I, mean, I think four would be the right number for them uh, for the All Star game in their hometown, uh, in their home ballpark this season. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I think somebody comes out of the woodwork, you get them to five, especially like you said, it's at home. But the voting has changed, right, Joe? Right. Yeah, the voting is different uh, after the fan vote for the starters, at least. The, the selection for the, the, the non-starters is, is the same. That'll be uh, a combination of manager's vote and player's vote. Um, but the starting position, uh, it has changed to after the first round of fan voting, they'll choose a day uh, prior to the game where it's like an election day. The, the three finalists for each position in the American League and National League will basically run against each other in a one-day vote-off to see who gets the uh, – the, the final spot. So, you know, the, the Indians go into it with thinking at least uh, Francisco Linder's got a really good shot of being the, the starting shortstop, but Jose Ramirez, who had been the, the starter for the last two seasons there, uh, you know, a guy like uh, Chapman from, from Oakland, he's, he could definitely step in and, and Bregman is a guy who a lot of yeah. popular, uh, you know, uh, you know, people would back him. So, uh, you know, it, that could make it interesting, at least for the for the Indians there, uh, for the All Stars. All right, uh, the Indians last season used twenty different relievers. Uh, they they had seven different guys start uh, start games, uh, including the five on the roster uh, this year, plus uh, Josh Tomlin and Adam Plutko. Uh, and they used twenty relievers. So I have relievers used at twenty one and a half. Do you think? Uh, you think the Indians will use more than 21 and a half or fewer than 21 and a half relievers this year? That's a lot of relievers, man. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think this pen is going to surprise people. I think it's going to be under 20, 20. I'm, I'm going to take the under on that. You got some, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with tw- at least 21 and a half. So I, I'm going to take the over. 
But uh, yeah, I know you think that this uh, this bullpen's you know gonna you know play a little better than people expected uh, uh, and put it together at least a little earlier than they did last year. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know you know the I think you know you know the, not having Andrew uh, uh, Miller and and Cody Anderson Cody Allen was kind of inconsistent last year. I think that really hurt the pen. You know, I think it 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 caused a lot of. I mean, I don't know. I think guys tried to compensate and to do, do too much. I think uh, you know, with this, I just think I like the mix of this this uh, this pen. Uh, you know, the, the uh, three lefties, four righties. I think it's going to be a little better than people think. Well, uh, just in looking at the uh, the page from last year, the Baseball Reference page, I I must remind folks that uh, of those of those twenty relievers, uh, one of them was Brandon Geyer. He made one relief appearance. Uh, one of them was Alexei Agondo, who made one relief appearance. And the ubiquitous Oliver Drake uh, made four relief appearances. So, so you can't really – How many teams he pitched with last uh, year? I, I think he pitched with like five different teams last year. So it's kind of kind of crazy. All right, a couple more here of these over-unders, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, starting pitchers used uh, – we already talked about that. So uh, – there, I, I had walk-off wins, but I, I'm more interested in walk-off losses because that, that's more of a reflection on the bullpen. Uh, last year, the Indians had seven walk-off wins uh, you know, at home. You got a grand slam walk-off home runs by Francisco Lindor and, and Jason Kipnis to win games. But uh, it was the, the really disappointing walk-off losses uh, you know, in, in games like uh, you know, they, they lost one in – in Chicago on a walk-off home run, I believe the night that Trevor Bauer was, was injured. Um, 13 games they lost in, uh, in walk-off fashion last year. So I put the over-under at 13 and a half. Uh, what do you think uh, this year? Well, that's devastating to lose 13 games like that. They had that, what, that one month in May where they were just brutal when, and you're playing close games and just to have the pen give it up late. Uh, if I think the bullpen's going to be better, I got to take under on that. I, I think I've got to take under thirteen. Yeah, you know, I, I think just the sheer number of thirteen. I, I think uh, it, I'm, I'm going to take under as well. Uh, even if they have a bunch of, of bullpen blowups, I still think that thirteen is a lot of thirteen and a half would be a lot to get over uh, this year. So, all right, uh, wins versus opponents whose record is five hundred or better. They won 27 games against opponents that were 500 or better. Um, I, it was it was not a very good record uh, overall in, in, in that regard, uh, from what I can remember. I find the uh, have to find the exact, but 20. I put the I put the over under at 27 and a half for wins against now wins against opponents who were 500 or below. They won 63. So. You know that that's the majority of their wins there, but yeah. that's that's the majority of the teams that they played during the season uh, in in the division. So uh, wins against opponents who were five hundred or better, uh, over or under twenty seven and a half. Boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> it requires. I'm going to take, take under. I'm going to take under. Yeah, I I I'm I'm also going to take under, and that's that's more. It's as much a reflection of, you know playing against Houston and New York and and Boston, I think those are going to be teams that are going to consistently get the better of them in the regular season. 
Yeah, I mean, they they those teams weren't cutting payroll. They weren't they weren't uh, trading their their best uh, power hitter. I mean, they were adding. They they weren't subtracting. And you know, the, 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 this lineup and this team is so top heavy, Joe. I mean, the Indians have a lot of stars, but they don't have any like uh, they don't have a middle class on this team almost. And you know, if if, if a guy like Lindor gets hurt or or Ramirez gets hurt, you know who replaces them? You know, it's, it's really a fragile team and for them to be successful, they've, they've got to stay healthy and they got to keep those guys on the field. Yeah. Schedule doesn't help as well. Playing the national league East, which is a very competitive division. You've got Atlanta, you've got Philadelphia and Washington, all very good teams. And you're going to be playing those guys in, in interleague. So uh, I think that's, it's going to be hard to have a, a, you know, more than 27 and a half wins against 500 opponents. Uh, Oscar Mercado, uh, major league major league debut on or before June first. Wow, on or before June first, boy, you, you he's coming up fast, man. Yeah, well, uh, it's on or before June first, or June second, or later. Would uh, which one would you go with? I'm going June second or later. Yeah, I, 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 that's uh, unless something catastrophic yeah. happens in the outfield. Uh, I, I I see them waiting until June, buying themselves that, uh, that extra year of control over him if he's that guy that they can just, you know, put out there in the outfield and, and let him go uh, and, and develop into a, a you know, a, a good major league player. Uh, I think they, they do themselves no favors by bringing him up before then unless they're desperate. All right, last, last one. Uh, Indians attendance rank in the American League. Out of 15 teams, last year they were ninth. So over under uh, ninth or better or below ninth for this season for attendance. Wow, I know the the season tickets are. They said they're just about the same, like around thirteen thousand. Uh, I think the All Star Game gives you a little boost. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go over. Over okay, so ninth ninth or better. Yeah, um, I, I I read a stat somewhere. Uh, you know, just in the last couple of days. Uh, Cleveland is the, the smallest small market team in population. Now the metropolitan Cleveland area is, is smallest in population uh, compared to any other metro area of, in, in, in the major leagues. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see them increasing. Even if they do rank, uh, you know, better than last year, better than ninth, I don't think it's much more than eighth or, or so. Yeah. Uh, so not much of a change, but I'll take the uh, the under below ninth on that uh, as well. All right. Uh, well, you know, the, I guess the next best – the next thing that these guys need to do is get out there and play a real game that counts for yeah. something. Right, Lindsay? Yeah, definitely. You know, they, what they uh, – they, what have they played, like uh, 30 – 34? 34 games. 34 games this spring. I mean uh, – so uh, hopefully they got some things figured out, and, and it starts for real Thursday. And uh, you just, uh, you know, and it's like there's 162 of these things. That's what blows you away. It seems like, you know, like you, they just played four, almost 40 exhibition games that didn't count. Now they play 162 that do count. And uh, it's just like, Joe, it's like a train pulling out of the station when the season starts, uh, you got to grab onto the caboose because it, and hang on. Cause it never stops, man. Oh, that's, it just keeps going whether you're, you're on board or not. Hey, you know what? The other, the only other one that I should have put up there was over under on a number of times 
Carlos Carrasco gets hit with a line drive up the middle uh, <laughs> this that? season. It's not it's not funny. It's scary. But uh, yeah. anybody who was watching that uh, on TV the other night, their their heart jumped into their throat. How can the same guy keep getting hit so many times? But uh, you know, uh, what's your what's your take on on Carlos Carrasco getting getting nailed? Uh, as long as he gets, as he keeps getting hit in the backside, yeah. everything's gonna. He won't be able to sit down for a little bit. But everything else, his hands and everything else, stays functional. You know, oh, so he, he's not gonna go on the injured list. So, but it is. You know, I don't know. You know, is it something about his delivery? Is it something about? Uh, you know, the way he positions himself after the pitch, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's like mind boggling. You, you just, and it is, you're right. It's scary. It's nothing to laugh at. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, get things, uh, get you to, to Minneapolis and, and get all settled in and get ready for this, uh, this season opener again on, uh, on Thursday. How many is this? Uh, how many season openers is going to be for you? <laughs> Since '83, so whatever that is, that's wow. a, that's a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I'm what's 30, 36, 37, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Goodness. All right, Paul. Uh, good to talk to you. We'll we'll look forward to uh, speaking to you after the opener and and getting you back home for uh, opening day here in Cleveland. All right, Joe. Good talking to you. That was fun, man. <laughs>